Welcome to the Overflow Taps Craft Beer Experience. Hey everyone, welcome to our podcast where we talk about anything craft beer with a heavy emphasis on tasting the beer. My name is Jesse Nelson and as always, I'm here with my good friend, business partner, and fellow craft beer fan, Adam Stacy. What's going on? So, uh, dude, what happened this weekend, man? I invited you out for a pint at uh, Structures and... Uh, then I see a picture of you like four hours later holding the same beer that I invited you out for. You just go drinking too early in the day, man. I had, <laughs> had things to do, but uh, you, you know, you sent me that picture and got that thought in my head that I was just like wanting that beer all day. So when I finally got a chance, I was like, all right, I got to, I got to get in there and get this before it's gone. And I showed you up with a picture of some ribs I was cooking. <laughs> yeah. I can't let you have yep. this one. So what did you end up thinking about the, uh, the Haunted Houses IPA while you were there at Structures? I liked it, man. I thought it was really good. It's, uh, I mean, Structures is always doing that kind of style, the the hazy IPAs and things really well. That, yeah, it was it was really nice. Well, cool, cool. So we're recording at our uh, our Linden Overflow Taps location today, which opened just over two years ago. Yeah, crazy, man. Yeah, time's just kind of flying by. What do you think about that, man? Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's one of those things that it feels like so much has happened, but it's it seems like it's been such a short period of time that it's all happening. So. It's been a been a fun fun adventure for sure. Yeah, I think uh what are we at now? I think the board says $21,346 raised for clean water since we opened 2 years yeah, that's ago, awesome. which is pretty nuts and we did just get nominated for what was the award specifically? Startup of the year. Yeah, startup of the year. Uh Whatcom County Startup Business of the Year uh for last year we didn't win but uh it was cool to be nominated yeah congrats to uh first class auto body <laughs> yeah first class auto body congrats today we're tasting the bandish better off red a barrel aged flanders style red ale from crux fermentation project this style holds a unique place in overflow history as it sparked the idea for one of our favorite events kind of one of our fan favorite events definitely definitely flanders friday a yearly event we host uh where we tap two or three beers within this category against each other mm. um so adam what other beers will be a part of this event this year yeah so this year we have a new entrant into the flanders friday freems flanders red which i'm really looking forward Ooh. to I, I have a feeling that one's going to be fantastic and then we also have a reason to believe that wander is going to be dropping theirs again very soon so we're kind of waiting around for that one to come out before we before we set this event up so those those should be the other two competitors so do you remember who was, what was the fan favorite last year? Uh, I, I don't think we like a, took an official poll on it, but I remember it being pretty split down the middle as far as what I got from customer responses. I know um, the the crux was, I believe, a little bit more approachable and kind of uh, more of maybe like a, you know, new to the style favorite. And then I think the Wander had a little bit more going on that, you know, maybe the the beer and the geeks liked a little bit more or something so dig it i, I think dig that, it. if i remember right i think that's kind of i it dig went. it um well we're gonna jump into this in a second but we are tasting this beer right now as we talk and it's really good yeah um <laughs> it's good mm. <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna have a little bit right now yeah so let's let's dive into uh this brewery a little bit um where is the brewery located adam and have you been there Crux Fermentation Project is located in Bend, Oregon. And yes, I have. Um, we, Bree and I went last October or October of 2016. So it's been a little while. I need to go back, but uh, man, it was, it was amazing down there. We, uh, we loved Bend and uh, 
You, you've been there as well, right? I have. I have. I, I really like Ben. I think we've been there maybe three times now. I, I, I think right around there. But yeah, we've done some brewery taste. The first time I went to Ben, I wasn't really into craft beer. I didn't even really know. It was, I was really, really young. Um, you know, old enough to drink, but I just wasn't paying attention to the craft beer scene at that time. You got to remember, I'm 37 now. I didn't even know there was anything else to do in Bend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great. The last two times, definitely been uh, tasting a lot of beer. I think between the two times I went there recently, I think I've been able to hit every brewery, but like maybe like three or four breweries. And I know there's more since I've been, since I went, but. Yeah, you did better than me then. I know <laughs> we, we had a pretty ambitious like plan of, you know, all these breweries that we were going to hit while we were there and kind of like. We were only there for like a two day weekend or something real quick. So we, we were like kind of trying to plan out everywhere we were going to go. And then uh, we were lucky enough and maybe unlucky enough <laughs> to have an Airbnb right around the corner from Crux. So we ended up just going there so many times that we didn't really get to many of the other places. <laughs> but yeah, I did make it to a few. There's There's a lot of great ones down there. So for those of you who haven't been to the brewery, it's uh, it's a pretty amazing brewery in that uh, they've really figured out how to utilize their outdoor area. It's about the size of, I always, when I'm there, I always feel like it's the size of a football field, but it's probably a little bit smaller than that. They have a really big outdoor area. And the last time I was there, uh, all the kids were like, I don't know what they call them, but they were wrapped up in those big bubbles that you can run around in and bounce off each other, you know? So oh, all man. the kids are running around in that. Uh, and then there was just fire pits around the outside and food trucks around the outside. Um, and it was, it was pretty amazing. I really feel like if someone was to do that here in Bellingham, that style of brewery, as far as having all that space to be able to have all those kids run around and stuff like that would, it would crush you here in Bellingham. Yeah. Yeah. Very family friendly, dog friendly. Um, that's actually the reason we went back a couple of times is it was just so busy all the time. It was kind of hard to get in and check it out and, and kind of do what you wanted to do, but the tasting room is a little small, but it's it's set up so cool because it's got all like windows behind the bar, mm-hmm. so you can look right into all the fermenters and, and some other stuff kind of back behind the scenes, and then um, just kind of off to the side of the tasting room is the brew house, and there, when I was there one day, they were brewing, so the whole place just like, you know, smells amazing, and it was it was really cool. So for me, that the brewery is they they were really about the details, right? You can tell when you walk Definitely. in. Definitely, yeah. They've got a bunch of stuff inside their space. It's kind of even hard to describe. You have to pull up some pictures. Maybe I'll pull one up as part of when I when I post this on online. But I've got these weird way they did their shells with like kind of these four by four style blocks that you did on our bar top or our, our bar frame here in Linden. But they made them stick out a little bit further and then they they put you know pictures on them and stuff it looks really really cool and then they're a lot of their tanks i believe are copper i remember it being like a really nice they i mean they i don't remember exactly who who the brewers are i should have i should have pulled that information but uh they they have some well you know well experienced brewers that came in and helped start up crux and so they really built that brewery for the exact purposes they were looking for. And I know they, they kind of set it up to do some open, open fermenting and barrel aging and a lot of that kind of specialty stuff where it's, it's pretty like small scale compared to, you know, what you might expect. And then, uh, but they're cranking out some like really, really cool beers. Yeah. They have a lot of, uh, I was trying to do a, like a bottle 
swap program with someone over there and I haven't been able to get it going, but cause they always have really nice bottles of beer that you can only get there at Crux. Like every brewery, like a lot of breweries do, especially ones who are doing some barrel aged stuff. But, uh, like I just was scanning their Facebook page today and saw three series bottles of there's some sours that you can't even, we can't, we'll never yeah, have. Here. Yeah. That's, that's cruel Crux. <laughs> um, so the last time I was there, which I thought was, um, I came across something I thought was interesting. So Crux has a happy hour that's revolving based on the sunset every day. Now, I don't know if they still do that. I would assume yeah, they still do that. Yeah, I remember that now from when I was there. Mm-hmm. It's like sundowner hour or yep, something like yep. that, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's literally just an hour. Um, and it's right around sunset. So right around that time frame. So the last time I was there, I was uh, there for a leadership summit. And I was sitting next to their co-founder, Paul Evers. And uh, I had no idea about this happy hour and he's just having conversation and all of a sudden everyone in the brewery kind of goes silent right around sunset and everyone's watching the sunset. I was like, this is pretty rad. Really great idea. Yeah, that sounds really cool. But none of our spaces, like I've looked for it here at Linden. It'd be like we go right over like another business for the sun. So you can't really do anything like that here. But even in Barkley, I was looking at maybe we can get away with it in Barkley. I'd love to have a location someday where you're doing that. Well, maybe we'll just, I don't know, buy the Woods Coffee over in Fairhaven (laughs) or something and do it there. Get something on the water. Yeah. And then uh, during that leadership summit, I also got to meet Scott Harrison, who's the owner of our uh, of the charity that we focus on here at Overflow Tap. So 25 cents a pint is donated to charities that provide access to clean drinking water in developing countries. Um, mainly that goes to charity water for now. And so I think up to that point, we were deciding whether or not we wanted to rotate charities. And then through the process of getting to know him, uh, decided we were going to stick with just one charity. So that's kind of cool. So my dad refers to the Tri-Cities in Washington, it's Kennewick, Richland, and Pasco as God's country. And like when you're over there, it's like hot and dry. And like, to me, it's just like, he just kind of says it. And then, but like, when I think of Ben, I'm like, who wouldn't want to live in Ben? Like Ben seems like God's country to me. Yeah. When I, when we pulled in, it was like, when we, we stopped at this little park, like first thing when we got there, right along, um, right along the river, Deschutes River there. And it was like, we were like looking around for cameras. Like we thought we were like on the set of a movie or something. It was just yeah. like, it did not, not seem real, but yeah, it's, it's beautiful. We came in over fr- from uh hood river and when we were just like coming around the mountain and kind of down through there, it was, it was amazing. All right, let's move into the beer. Again, we're talking about the Banished Better Off Red, a barrel-aged Flanders-style red ale from Crux Fermentation Project. Adam, for our listeners who may not know, what is a Flanders-style beer? Known as the Burgundies of Belgium, this uh, mm, yeah, this, mm-hmm. this style um, originated in West Flanders. That's where it gets the name from and was, was brewed as early back as the, the early 1800s. So it's a style that's been around for quite, quite some time. And uh, just kind of recently with the craft beer boom here in the Western, you know, culture kind of starting to come around again and, you know, probably even the last like 10 years or so. So it's a style, you know, typically aged in oak for quite some time, maybe up to a year or two years um, and usually has some Britannomyces in it, which if you're not familiar with, check out our other podcast we talked on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> plug the other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll have to plug the other. Yeah. I don't know what, what podcast that was, but. Um, yeah, so usually these beers involve some blending of the older, um, older, longer age beer and some younger beer that is the same, same beer, just not age as long. 
And uh, that kind of the goal with that is to help smooth out some of the acidity and add some complexity to the beer. Yeah. Speaking of acidity, I, you know, we'll get to this in a little bit here, but uh, I'm just going to say it before I forget. A lot of times you'll drink a, be- a sour beer and you'll get that feeling in your stomach, you know, you know, like, like you'll feel that acidity in your stomach. And with this beer, I don't get that at all. And I think I remember that from last year, from our Flanders Friday last year, where it was like, you kind of got that same feel. You can drink it and you're not going to feel, yep, you know, yep. that's kind of what I touched on. I think, I think that's why a lot of people really were into it last year was it's, it's just drinkable. It's mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm, you know, it's mm-hmm. not too daunting for anyone who may not be into sour beer. But yeah, so usually um, these beers, you know, kind of showcase some some fruit flavors like cherries or currant or something like that, and that's usually coming from the the brett used in there, and then uh, you know, kind of a drier, almost like a maybe a red wine like finish with some you know tartness to it as well. Dig it, I dig it. So tell us a little more about this specific beer from Crux. Yeah, I, so this um, beer is part of Crux's Banish series, which is kind of their. Uh, special release barrel age series they do and so they release this beer once a year and uh it's all of the beers in that series are fantastic but this is no exception so yeah this one um they they age it in oregon pinot noir barrels so it gives Mm -hmm. it some of those Mm -hmm. some of those wine notes for sure and then uh um you know it's aged for i believe they said it a little less than a year with you know, Saccharomyces and, and Britannomyces. So it's got definitely got some some of that little some of that fun going on, giving it some of that sourness. Comes in at seven percent, so maybe a little higher than normal for the style, but not you know n- not too crazy. I think I read somewhere today that last year, so in 2017, this beer was rated the top 50 sour beer in the United States, which is pretty cool, I'd say. Yeah, that's 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 great. Yeah. Yeah, so like I mentioned, um, you know, typical of the style, this is also a blend. So they, I know they they mentioned that you can um, pick up on a little bit more of um, kind of a spice flavor from the younger, um, the younger beer, and then a little bit more of the, um, you know, acidity and probably some more of those those cherry flavors and things like that from the older beer that kind of blend well together to give it a little a little balance of both. Cool, cool, very cool. Well, let's uh, let's move into the aroma of this beer. Let's just get right into it. Oh, that's nice. Very, very nice. Yeah, it's not like like sometimes I find with sours, especially you know barrel aged um, sours, you can get a sort of like vinegar smell that jumps out on the nose. But this one is I'm not I'm not really getting that, which is nice. I think that's why why it's a little more pleasant. You can really kind of pick up on some of that other stuff. I can definitely get the smell of, of it being aged in, or at least part of the blend being aged in the Pinot barrels. Yeah, you definitely you definitely get the oak. You know, you can definitely smell there's some funk going on and some sour, like maybe a little bit of that um, that cherry flavor too, from probably mm-hmm. from the Brett. Where mm-hmm. Yeah, I can smell some darker fruit in there. Definitely, probably cherry since that's what's described as what we're supposed to be able to smell out of this beer, but I can yeah. definitely smell it. Yeah, raspberry maybe yeah, I'm not picking up on any any hop aroma or uh, any sort of uh, like like sweet or malty aroma either on it. So it's it's got a pretty clean like you know kind of a fruit yeasty smell to it. Yeah, it, and the taste. Moving into taste here, mouthfeel is is really really nice on this thing. It just it just feels really really good. It's just it's really mild tartness, so it's just not. You know, it's not going to make you pucker and, and kind of like 
<laughs> you know, yeah, spit it back yeah. out if you're not into sour beers. It's really, really nice. Um, pretty, pretty like thin body to it. I'm getting a taste of a hint of like a uh, cherry Jolly Rancher, just a little bit. Yeah. In this. yeah, I definitely get a lot of like cherry and mm-hmm. I think some raspberry in there too. Pretty like mild carbonation. It's not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not too like effervescent. Kind of almost like a light. I don't know, maybe like a sparkling red wine or something. Yeah, yeah, dude. This this beer is one of the one of the best ones. I mean, this is a really good beer. It's not. I'm gonna quick touch on the color too because I'm a little bit surprised at. It's not quite as red as I expected it to be. It definitely, you know, has a nice kind of red pink hue, but it's pretty uh pretty transparent and kind of on the lighter side, at least compared to you know other Flanders I've had before. This is really good, man. This is very very good. Yeah, this is great. It's, I'm just, all I really get on it is like a lot of fruit, um, kind of like dark red fruits and, uh, a little bit of that kind of funk, but not, you know, not overwhelming or anything. And then just kind of a nice, I don't know. I really like the mouthfeel on it. It's, it's very approachable. I would, I would say this would be a great beer for, uh, like entry level sour beer drinkers to, you know, try and maybe kind of get into the style but i like it so let's talk about uh real quick uh what the next podcast is that we're going to be working on so what's the idea you just had yeah so i'm still working on um details so you know you guys who i message know who you are look it up (laughs) you breweries (laughs) you breweries know who you are (laughs) but uh no we're hoping that we're hoping to get down um get out of town go down to seattle meet up with some of our friends down there get a little behind the scenes, do a little um, video for you guys on, on some of that stuff. And then hopefully get some, get some special release beers or something like that, that we can come back and try from too. So these days can be kind of more of the fun, fun side of the job. We get to kind of reward ourselves for some of the behind the scenes stuff. That's not, not yeah. quite as fun or as yeah. glamorous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so definitely uh, stay tuned on, on social uh, for when we we post our Flanders Friday event, it'll be a it'll be a pretty pretty good event. It'll what we're we gonna do it here in Linden. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking about trying to maybe make it into a sort of two parter and do one day here, one day in Barclay or something okay. like that yeah. too. But thank you so much for listening, Adam and I truly do appreciate it. We own a social good tap house up here in the Pacific Northwest that donates 25 cents a pint to charities that provide access to clean drinking water in developing countries, and so. We started this podcast to just connect with more people and hopefully spread more awareness for our mission. Again, thank you so much for listening.